everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. It's Kaylee here, Director of Operations at Global Mission Awareness. I'm sitting across from Leif Hetland. Leif, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little tired today, <laughs> but uh, my spirit is full, but my body's a little tired. We've had a busy weekend, uh, just minutes about Saturday and Sunday and last night in the school. And so it's been a very busy, busy season, but it's a very good season. And just sensing such a clarity and excitement. So so the overall picture is uh, I continue to be overwhelmed by the goodness and the kindness of Papa God. That's amazing. We've had quite a bit of a marathon the past couple of nights of ministry. And it's yeah. always fun when the staff gets to join you. And um, so many lives have been transformed. And it is the absolute best. I love that we get to go with you and, and experience what God is doing in the world. Um, today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, subjects to really flesh out. We're going to talk about culture, shifting cultures, how to be a world changer. Um, we live in, we, we are probably alive at the, the greatest point in history. Like what is happening in the world is unprecedented. There's so much tension, um, but God is raising up people who are called to shift like different realms of society. Um, the top thinkers, the philosophers, you know, we were talking about that at lunch yesterday, how how God is, is so for the philosophers, the top thinkers. And um, you had mentioned there's, there's three basic elements on on shaping your life um, to to shift these these areas and I'd love to just go ahead and jump in and and talk about the question number one it's uh, what time are we living in yeah I, I think that the, first let me give some scripture just to give some foundation uh, because one of the things you will find you find it in scripture you find it in history that is if to put it in a simple way you can find two types of people you have uh, there is more than that but it was to simplify there's two types of people you have a group of people throughout world history that somehow tapped into the time that we were living in. They were understanding the time. They had that spirit of the sons of Issachar that understood the time, but they also knew what to do. So there are some people that was just, they did not know the time and they didn't live right. They just lived through life and things happened. They were wondering what's happening and what does this happen to me? And they were being so influenced by the world that was around you because they didn't understand the time and the season it's almost like a farmer if the farmer does not know that it's harvest season you can lose the harvest and that's why it's so important now to raise up people with an awareness to be able to answer that so in luke 12 uh, verse 54 to 56 i just uh, was thinking about a couple of scripture verses what jesus said to the crowds luke 12 verse 54 to 56 when you see a cloud rising in the west you say at once, a shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind is blowing, you say, oh, there's going to be a scorching heat. And it happens. So you hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. And why do you not know how to interpret the present time? It's just a very uh, powerful verse that Jesus is saying. We can look at the weather pattern that we all have been watching lately. There's been a couple of hurricanes coming in and, and they can look now with the satellites. And, and everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people, when we are seeing clearly that it's coming in and it's a hurricane, it's a hurricane four and it looks like the eye is hitting in a certain direction. People are being aware and in the next moment they, they are moving their family and they are finding safety and they are preparing themselves because they do understand 
there is coming a storm, there, there is a time. So by understanding that, so what Jesus is describing is actually that in the natural, we are pretty good at recognizing the weather patterns. Oh, it's going to rain, I get my umbrella. It's going to get cold tomorrow, so I'm getting my Norwegian wool sweater on. Wow, no, it's going to be a pretty hot day. So I said today, let me have the light blazer on today instead of having the warm coat that I was wearing yesterday. So Jesus is saying we, we, we are learning how to be able to read the regular weather patterns. But he says, you hypocrites, how is you can do that? But recognize in the spirit, the climate, what's happening in the spirit, and you're not able to read and understand the time. Uh, there is another verse, I'm just tapping into a couple, just to fit some scripture verses to this. And that was the disciples. And I want everyone that are listening to know that pretty much every generation since the first generation that experienced the walk of what Jesus believed that they were living in generation. They were living in the end time. They were living in a time where they believed actually that this world was going to finish and it's going to end. And so, so even the disciples had this view. And they asked Jesus in Matthew 24, and you can start there in verse 2 and verse 3, but the question that is very important, and it's a singular question, uh, they, they are saying, excuse me, they are, it's a plural question. They are saying, Jesus, uh, what is the signs of the coming of the Son of Man? Excuse me, it was a singular. What is the sign, singular, of the coming of the Son of Man? And then Jesus answers a singular question with a plural answer. He talks about all the science. There's going to be earthquakes and famine and rumors of war. He goes through this list. And a lot of people, are, that's what they're looking for when it comes to the weather, is that list. Oh, there's an earthquake. Jesus is coming back. Look what's happening in the Middle East. What's happening here? And they're looking all over. They're looking at all the science. But the question is, what is the sign of the coming of the Son of Man? And then Jesus comes down in verse 14. He says, but this gospel, verse 14, and this has been one of my theme verses. And when we started Global Mission Awareness, it's one of the two verses that was the foundation. But this gospel, and the gospel means good news, not bad news. Mm -hmm. This gospel of the kingdom. I believe in the gospel of salvation, but this is the gospel of the kingdom. Salvation is part of it. But the kingdom uh, is more than just getting people saved and get them to heaven. It is the good news of the gospel of the kingdom, meaning there has to be a king of that domain, wow. kingdom. So Jesus, a gospel where Jesus rules and reigns in every area of life. This good news must be preached as a witness or testimony to all ethnos, all nations. And then Jesus says, and then the end will come. <laughs> when did this good news yeah. of the kingdom, of the rule and the reign of the king and his domain has been preached as a witness, testimony to all ethnic groups, all nations. And it is not just like what I used to believe in the 90s that if we just either get a tract or get the gospel to all the ethno-linguistic people groups uh, yeah. and, and people need to understand when the word nation is here. I mean, nations are dividing and they are changing and you're seeing that even like Yugoslavia broke down into many different nations. Right. So since Jesus said that, there's been an expansion of different nations. But it is talking more the ethno-linguistic people groups. Like in mm. Pakistan, there is about over 160 a major ethnical groups that have their own language, their own culture. But mm. Jesus, because in heaven and Revelation 7, here they are represented from every nation, every tongue, every tribe, every language. So in heaven, if they're going to be in heaven, they have to meet Jesus on earth. 
Then we can look at the world, 7.56 billion people, and you can see the world has become a worldwide orphanage. And when you're looking at the world, you can recognize the world into three different parts. One of those parts is we can say it's the people that are living places where they've heard the gospel and they've heard it over and over and over again. And some people don't know the difference that I'm from the country of Norway. And Norway, we've had a gospel for over a thousand years. There's not one single Norwegian that have an excuse to not hear about Jesus. If you want a Bible, you can get a Bible. If you want to turn on a channel, you can find a message on Jesus. Meaning, that doesn't mean everybody is saved. It doesn't mean, but the, the gospel is available to the Norwegian or to the American. So a lot of the world lives that way. And some of them, they have become believers and born again and everything else. There's another part of this world where they have some or little or no, but they do not have the same access to the gospel. Mm. And then there is still about one out of three people in the world, they're living in places where they have never heard of the name of Jesus. So we are waiting for the second coming of Jesus and they have never heard of the first coming of Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we are looking at the watch, hoping that Jesus is mm. gonna come and take us out of here. And, and they are sitting there waiting for Jesus to come and they didn't know Jesus. They didn't know Jesus existed. They didn't even need no, and many of the religion didn't know. So it's important for us just to kind of uh, take the 30,000 view and starts to look at this world. For God so loved this world so much that he would give his only begotten son. Uh, that he didn't want anyone. He didn't want anyone to perish. He didn't want anyone of these people. He wanted everybody to experience how good he is and how loved they are. And that's been on the heart of the Father. And it should be on the heart of every believer. That's why you connect. You connect Matthew 24, 14, that Jesus says, no, there's going to be a good news. And this good news is of the kingdom. This gospel, it's going to be preached. It's going to be preached. And these people, if they are not going to hear the gospel, they cannot receive what they have not because faith comes from hearing. So I'm putting that just as a biblical, simple, Amazing. I used to teach this for years mm -hmm. in my earlier days, did whole seminars about mm -hmm. answering pretty much what God was doing in the world. So to put it in a simple time, it is, it is very, very important to answer these questions, to understanding the time that we are living in. And to put it in a simple terminology, because in the 70s, when I grew up, I was born in the 60s, so I'm starting to get mature. <laughs> but even in the 70s, when I grew up, I remember so clearly as a young Norwegian, there was these videos that came from America, these old VHS cassettes. I know some of you don't know what that is out there. <laughs> these that's before there was Netflix or anything else. And we had a cassette that came in and we put that in this nice little big player and you push the button and it was this video and the video was called and some of the people that are old enough remember that it's called the thief in the night oh, yeah. and it was a series of these video and the video was all about oh we're getting dark here and now and everything else and then eventually who the church was rapture and then it takes you through the seven years of tribulation and then you're seeing the ones that was going to get the 666 on the forehead and and the right hand, and, and we all in fear. You better receive Jesus right now. You're in the middle of the tribulation. We're getting to the end of this tribulation. And it was a fear. Oh, me, we were afraid. And then there was a book out there, The Late Plan, Planet Earth. 
the late great planet Earth, excuse me. And that book came out also, and it's the same thing. The rapture is about to take place, the rapture call. And it was even people that did these rapture practices. And I know there were some friends, I mean, they bought food and everything else, because wow. what if we had to go to tribulation, or let's get silos, and let's get, we need to prepare ourselves. And I even know people before year 2000, I don't know if anybody remember year 2000, 80, 2000, oh, the computer, everything, the world is going to crash, and it's going to go under and people bought guns and Walmart was empty for generators because Christians was going to hide in the woods and in their cabins so that none of the sinners would come and get their food. I mean, anyway, we laugh and we smile when we're looking back at the history of that fear has never worked. And for about 2,000 years, you have had all those alarm sayers and the doomsayers and the people that are watching the clock and saying, this is the time. And so far, none of them has been correct because Jesus said that there's going to be a good news, not the bad news. And it is the good news of Jesus, the King, and his kingdom, the rule and the reign. It is going to be preached and presented as a gospel to all nations. So that's just kind of more a biblical perspective of what is taking place. We're living in a time when the kingdom of the Lord will become the kingdom of this world. We're living in a time when the glory of God is going to hover the whole earth as water cover the sea. And also what the scripture says that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge, with the knowledge of the glory of God. And for that to take place, sons and daughters would have to step into glory. And that's what yeah. God is doing. He's raising up sons and daughters of glory. And that's why it's so clear in scriptures that creation right now is just moaning and groaning for the very manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. And God is just waiting for his sons and daughters to step into who they are, sons and daughters of glory, and then to be able to bring his glory into every area of society. So that's just a, we're going to continue to dig deeper into number one in regard to practicality of what's taking place. And when we see in the weather pattern is what Jesus said. When you see what's going on in China and the China Sea, or what's going on now in the Middle East, or what's happening between the Sunnis and the Shia, or what's going on with the ISIS, or what is the tension now even with a journalist that is happening? And that's why it's good to have sons and daughters of Issachar in the middle of it. They have a kingdom template. They have a 30,000 foot view. They are seeing things the way that God sees things. And they can see all these political realms position themselves for some of the things that is taking place, including what's going on in America. And right in the middle of it, there is the Josephs, the Esthers, the Nehemiahs. Here you will find a whole group of people God is raising up that are culture changers people that is going to shape this culture that are full of love, full of power, but also full of wisdom. And wisdom is going to be a key for this next season. So you can see I'm very excited about this topic, something <laughs> yes. that is burning in so me. So good. Yeah, you know, it's such a powerful topic. I, I'm studying Acts 17 now and Paul ministering to Mars Hill. Mars Hill is where the top philosophers are, those who shape and influence culture in a secular realm. And um, Paul actually quotes one of the, the philosophers of the time um, in the text where, where, like, in this philosopher's text, he's talking about weather patterns. So I think it's so fascinating that even Jesus would talk about that, saying, hey, the weather patterns that you're trying to figure out, like, you have to see it with spiritual eyes. And so, like, when we talk about these Nehemiahs, these Esthers, these Daniels, it's like Paul was that as well, you know, like, how do we shape our lives to look like that? We, like, starting with question number one, we have to understand what time it is. And you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the signs that are pointing to those things, like politically, economically, um, especially what's happening 
in America that seems to be like the major thing around the world is America is the hot topic in our political climate. And um, yeah. Yeah, we, we first have to, to be able to understand both America and how it fits into God's bigger plan. Let me just give, and some people have heard me do a little bit on this before. It's a very large topic, and I'm going to kind of just simplify it with a little five, six minutes overview. If you're studying now, now we are looking at more from both a geopolitical, we're looking from a little bit different lenses, but with spiritual lenses, if we are looking in the past history, there is a reason in the past history why Jesus was born during the time that he was born. Because at that time period, Rome was in control. It's called Pax Romania, meaning was peace upon Rome. Rome was one nation that ruled the world. So there's a reason when the kingdom is planted in, we call it a unipolar world, meaning there's one nation that God chooses, even if it was not a good, but God chooses this nation to be a nation that have world dominions, means they are influencing the world and being influenced. Often it could be the language, it can be the culture, it can be what was actually shaping the people. And there's been quite a few of these, actually about 26 of them, if you're studying the past history of this weather patterns that is taking place. Mm -hmm. So that's just one that we know about with Jesus. But you can also see, if you remember Pax Britannia, that was England was, wow, England was the one and they are ruling the world and everybody knew that you need to be friends with England. But also we have to see from a kingdom perspective, and this is important, from a kingdom perspective, that is the time when you are investing. Because when you saw some of the mission movement, God was moving because now using today's modern version, if you have a British passport, then if you were British, you could certainly influence in the different parts of the world. And the gospel was expanding. Mission movement was taking place. Revivals was taking place during the season. That doesn't mean it was all good because what happened is when Britannia or England lost its morality, other nations rise up. That's what happened with Rome. And then what you started to see that the world often went from a unipolar world. Uno means one and polar, one polar system. It went to a multipolar world. So now suddenly you have four, five, because now people are like, we are tired of you kind of uh, oppressing us. Why are you on the top? And here we are. And some of that's connected to the orphan tendency because the world is an orphanage. So the other nation saying is, why are you controlling us? So we have to have your currency. So all the powerful when God starts to lift the lid of that nation, then what's happening when the favor is no longer there, other nations position themselves. And it often leads to war. That's what led to World War I. Later on, led to World War II. But you could study the history behind, like in 1849 to 1851, you could start to see when the morality went down. Before then, you could start to see from the education system, because England was there, we were, India was a better place, and you came in and provided railroads and education, you helped people, you helped nation, you blessed nation, because that nation had a morality that was blessing the rest of the nation, and resources also came back. And it is a system when the unipolar world is where you can also keep a world peace to some degree. But now when morality goes down instead of, oh, no, let me take some gold from you, I'm taking resources and everything else. So now you start a competition of who's going to control world's resources. And you saw that with the whole colonization system. Mm-hmm. So Portugal is fighting mm-hmm. about which territory we're going to do. German was doing the same thing. The Spanish was doing it. And then you see this whole polarization led to war. 
eventually also you start to see another war that went on because now you have the whole thing also with fascism and you start to see even like especially in the 30 where the Adolf Hitler came in and that led to World War II and now we know from 1940 to 1945 the tensions going on but if you study the weather pattern like what we just saw in scriptures you see this has happened all the way even before Jesus came on the scene you go all the way to the beginning you see these weather pattern that has been going on and the people that understand that there's a couple of Harvard professors that has done a very good research on some of these things but when that weather pattern starts to change the world is changing and you could see that and even Norway was so close to become a communist nation because it was actually three people when both Roosevelt and Churchill and Stalin and sitting there with the napkins in 45 and trying to kind of divide up territory and it's very sad to see millions of people that ended up under the horrific iron curtain mainly based upon some of these napkins that was taking place there in 45 but you saw from being a unipolar wool the world became a multipolar wool and you had all the colonization but now it became a bipolar wool so two systems was left either you are a capitalist or you're a socialist so it was soviet union that started now we're going to see are we going to get the world to become communist socialistic in this worldview or it was america that was supposed to be freedom capitalism so the tension then and even of the world resources from 1945 you can see this whole building up and even what they're doing geopolitical speaking and trying to influence us when it comes to the global resources between two powers but one of them are going to rise to the top how do we know because you have seen history you have seen these weather patterns over and over again it goes from a unipolar world that becomes a multipolar world and often four or five position themselves that's what's going on right now and then that leads to eventually a bipolar two is left and then goes up to one heads to the top that the world will accept and you go through these cycles again but there is things that doesn't have to be in that sense from a kingdom perspective that's different this is just looking from a geopolitical the weather pattern from the natural we can tap into the supernatural so what happened then mm -hmm. you started to see oh berlin wall 1988 and there's many details we can see in the 50s 60s looking at vietnam war also and you start to see what started to take place and the whole <gasps> us against them mentality mm -hmm. and i mean and it's very similar to what's going on here just it's a different enemy it's a different problems giants that we are facing but that led to eventually 88 you saw the berlin wall 89 chichesco december of 89 chichesco fell right. down and eventually the iron curtain came down and guess what happened america was entrusted became the nation so why are people paying in dollars to get oil and why are they paying in dollars so the world is coming in with a world currencies and we're trusted in america and then from 1991 for the next 10 years something is taking place in the kingdom there was a mobilization of the churches and everything else but so much was the gospel of salvation let's see by the year 2000 so the joshua projects and the 82000 movement it was to get this gospel and finish the unfinished task and i was part of that i was right in the middle of that 10 year period of time to be able to get the harvest in because we were going to see Jesus coming back by year 2000 that's what people believed and there was all these words for it but then when people were watching looking at the watch it didn't happen and now but the good news was 335 million people came into the kingdom worldwide during that time it was harvest time one of the greatest harvest the world have seen major expansion of the gospel and the gospel went out in waves 
and the churches was involved in harvest. But then eventually coming along and September 11, 2001 happened. And it's always a test if you study historically speaking, because when the enemy attacks in this thing, how are you going to respond? Because mm -hmm. the reason God entrusts one nation, it is not because, and this is where I think we do it wrong if you're studying history. It, God didn't choose that nation necessary for the highest spirituality, but morality. Wow. And the morality is often connected to some of the ethical value. And the reason is because God's goodness, if you see that, and his love, he wants what's best for the world. That's why he is allowing a nation, not always because that nation is perfect or is the most Christian, but, but that nation has the highest moral. So between a Soviet Union and morality, what's best for mankind? But then when that person, that nation starts to mismanage and you started to see the reaction, especially in year 2002 with America, it started to lose its morality. Mm -hmm. And we had a war in Iraq that was going on now. And now we have this enemy, we have fear and what fear does, the way we react to that. And then in the earlier, the war was united about this enemy, but then the way we respond to it in the next moment. So then suddenly other nations like United Arab Emirates starts to say, hey, America is no longer going to be a unipolar war. And then we see China's position themselves. And now China's coming in and wants to restore the great and of course they are the one now of the all the polar that's positioned themselves in the greatest way and if you watch what's going on in china the people that can read the weather patterns they can understand the time but they also know what to do so now you're starting to see this whole thing of who is going to control and which side are you going to be on in regard to influence because they know there is a polar shift in this system. So in 2001-2, and God is waiting to see, will this nation rise? So the morality of this nation, so they can be entrusted so that the rest of the nation can be blessed. But then over this period of time, when you see where we've gone now as a nation, other nations is rising up. They're looking for other currencies. They're looking for other opportunities. And eventually China is saying, hey, no, we are not going to let that happen. And then you're seeing other places like now with Putin that became also very strong in the middle of it, positioning himself. What's going on also now in the Arab world and what's between the Sunnah and Shia. So you have about five major war dominated forces that is position himself of who's going to they're buying up world resources who's going to control it economically speaking when you start to see it cost the world about 9.5 trillion dollars just this whole thing and tension is going on mainly just because this war that has been going on oh it can be against terrorism and and then you're positioning yourself to where we are now in 2018 and in the fall and you're starting to see all of the things that's going on. And we sometimes it's just look at this from America and America's perspective. So far, if you start to see around the world, there's just not been a clear enough alternative, but China's positioning itself and it's clear we want a unipolar world. And other ones now, if you want to do business with China and other ones starts to position themselves with China because in the future, that's where you're going to get the greatest return. So what you're seeing is happening also even when it comes to the trade agreements, what's happening all over. It's this positioning thing that has happened before. And that's where kingdom people are stepping in that understand the times and they know what to do. So we are right in the middle of a shift now that has been going on. You saw with Pax Romania and Pax Britannia. You have seen this pattern. You saw it again, what was taking place with the whole colonization. It's a similar pattern that you're seeing in the weather right now. And it is affecting the economy. It's affecting philosophy. It's affecting every aspect of life. Now you're starting to see a little bit more clearly the voices because many of them have influence underneath what's taking place, but they are rising up. But what we have to understand, how will the world be? 
because you could with a US passport a few years about going into North Africa or you could go into certain places. But now China themselves are putting a whole system in place, even controlling the citizen, controlling information. And what kind of a world is that going to be if China position themselves? and is also owning a lot of the resources and the debt that we have financially speaking. And the average person is not aware of what is taking place here. And as a result, and that's part of the reason we're doing both this podcast and for this next season is to raise up sons and daughters of glory that can be people that can eventually in the middle of some of the storms that is taking place, but also the sunshine is just stepping in and then to be able to be part of what God is doing and what God is up to and also how to lead because you lead very differently from a kingdom perspective when there's a unipolar world and especially when that polar is actually accelerating freedom for people because when there is freedom, the gospel can travel freely. But now you have a whole different way and it's going to be Mm. positioned and now you have four or five of them that will lead to eventually two big tension again that will lead to one that is going to be on the top and what God is going to choose. And this is where we're heading into the future. And that's where future believers needs to be positions themselves. That's when we need a Daniels, the Josephs, the Esthers, the Nehemiahs and positioning them in strategically in the different nation on the tipping point that is going on. If that's what's going on in Indonesia right now, what's going on in Pakistan, Bangladesh and all the different nations of the world. So this is a simple little 30,000 view. And I know some people listening to this, this is an overwhelming. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah, but it is an exciting <laughs> yeah. thing for any one of us that are studying the weather patterns in the world, that are missiologists, that are thinking strategically, that are thinking kingdom, that have a kingdom yes. tip template. Uh, there is that element of the fear of the Lord is there because you realize right in the front of your eyes when you're looking in a past mirror and you see where we have traveled and where we've come and to see what's taking place. But also when you start to see some of the things that we're going to face tomorrow and that economically speaking, practically speaking, and mm-hmm. what kind of a world that we're heading towards, and then to position believers to be ready for that. And a lot of them are not, because they're still living under the past system where there is a sunset going on. There's another sunrise that wow. is taking place, and we are right in the middle of that transition, including this election that is going on is connected to this. So there's some shift and changes that needs to take place, and I believe that that's, uh, that's something that uh, God is setting up. And if we had a time, I would have given you the visual because we had a visual thing of all the different things that is taking place so people could see it, so they could say it, and they could step into it very clearly. So I hope this gives a overview on the first question. That is amazing. It feels like we're in an epic game of chess and there are five actors in this game and each one is making their move and you know each of these actors have their own idea of what uh, the world is to look like. And so I love that. We need kingdom people to step into their places and um, we're actually out of time but we're going to do a part two to this podcast. Um, yeah, we want you guys to continue on this journey with us. It's such a fascinating subject and we believe that Um, Everyone needs to be aware of what God's doing on the earth, and we're going to flesh out two other questions in the next podcast. But, yep, come back. Listen for part two. Leif, thank you so much for your time. Maybe we can at least give them the two questions so they can get ready. What are the two things that we're going to cover from here? What is that, Kaylee? The second question is going to be, what is God doing in our generation? And the third, how do I invest my life? So what is your part to play? Almost like if you're playing a, a, a game of chess, um, what moves are you going to make? How are you going to position yourself in what's happening in the world today? 
Isn't that exciting for us? First of all, to find out what God is doing. We talked about what the enemy is doing and how he's setting it up. But God is doing something in the middle of it. So what is God doing? And then how do I position myself as part of what God is doing and what God is blessing? So I don't have to ask God to bless what I'm doing. I get to do what God is blessing in the middle of it. That's amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for your time. Listeners, be blessed.